Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to the BPD Bunch. We have a panel of people who are in functional recovery from borderline personality disorder. And each week, a few of us get together to discuss the ups and downs of our BPD journeys to give you hope and direction for your own. I'm your host, Zanny, And today I am here with Mo, Felen, Madurma, and Lena. Where in the world is everyone coming from today? I'm from central Ohio in the U.S. From Dubai. I'm from Kolkata in India. Minas Gerais, Brazil. I'm from New Mexico in the U.S. Woohoo! I'm very excited for today's topic. We are going to be discussing boundaries, and I'm especially excited to have Lena here with us, who's not only someone with lived experience of BPD, but she's also a practicing therapist. So Lena, while boundaries are essential in any interpersonal dynamic, what makes this topic especially important to discuss in the context of BPD? Oh, so many reasons. I see that for many of us with BPD, what we struggle with are skills deficits. So not necessarily that we are people who are worse at setting boundaries or whatever, but that often we have never really been taught how to effectively set boundaries. You combine that with emotional dysregulation and then the other forms of interpersonal dysregulation we struggle with. And it just makes finding sort of our limits with other people really challenging. Um, I like to differentiate between limits and boundaries because uh, boundaries is a word that gets like used a lot. So for me, like limits are, are flexible uh, there are things that sometimes are okay and other times are not. So they're very context dependent, whereas boundaries are like our absolute, you know, can't cross this line sort of thing. So I'm going to use those words interchangeably. And I think what's hard for those of us with BPD is that uh, we often feel like we are communicating things clearly through our actions. Um, when other people might not necessarily understand that. And the reality is most people kind of, most people struggle with boundaries, BPD or not. Um, and what's hard is those of us with BPD, like I said, we just have a lot of other stuff going on that means boundaries are especially challenging. Do you have an example to illustrate like the difference between limits and boundaries sort of like in, in your life? 
Yeah, definitely. So um, I would say like for me, one limit, I'll, you know, I often use my relationship as an example. I have his consent to do that. And I warned him I was probably going to talk about my mother-in-law a lot on this episode. And so like, for example, um, one limit I have with her is she, she really does not like cats, right? Um, and so she will make comments about, oh, when, you know, my partner and I like move close to where she lives that, um, we will have to sell our cats so that she can come over or whatever, or that we can move in with her and get rid of the cats so we can live with her. Right. And to me, that is a, that is a perfect example of a limit because there are times where she will like kind of take it too far and make so many comments that I have to be like, Sylvia, that's enough. Right. Whereas sometimes like if she makes a comment here or there, I'm willing to just be like, whatever. It's not a boundary. Right. Where it's like, this is not a thing we want to talk about. But, you know, again, at a certain point, like my limits can only flex so far. Right. Until it becomes a thing where it's like, okay, now you're crossing my limits too much. I can't you know, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Please stop making these comments. At a certain point, if someone, you know, kind of crosses your limits too much, it has a similar effect as to when someone crosses a boundary. Whereas a boundary is like a, there's no ever crossing it, right? You know, so like a really obvious boundary is like physical harm, right? Um, I wouldn't let my mother-in-law, you know, do any sort of physical harm to me, right? So if that were crossed one time, that would be a different story. I think also for those of us with BPD, boundaries can be especially especially a, a sticky area, right? Um, because a lot of us also feel a lot of shame about being someone with BPD. And so setting limits with other people, ironically, often feels like something we aren't allowed to do, right? That I, we have this perception, like, I'm a person who needs so much from other people. I'm such, you know, we have all these negative uh, self-conceptions about, oh, I'm a difficult person to be in relationship with, so I can't ask things of other people, right? So then what happens is we just sort of, uh, for a lot of us, we'll kind of just, t- you know, take things on and, you know, let things slide until we can't anymore, right? I don't you know for other people, but for myself, I've had so many relationships with people where I just sort of let things go and try to, like, forgive people for stuff until, like, I just can't anymore. And then I would either like blow up or just cut the person off and would never actually like communicate about what was going on. And so I lost a lot of relationships that way because I never actually communicated about what my limits were. We have all this shame and we feel like we don't deserve to have boundaries. I think there's the element also of feeling like Uh, wanting to be loved and accepted and that sense of belonging and so for me it was like well you know if I bend over backwards and I be everything for everybody as much as humanly possible then without having any boundaries then surely that will make sure that I'm accepted in the group and I can you know be part of something. I can super relate to that Philan. I used to have this idea that Really loving someone means that neither of you have any boundaries. So not only did I not really have boundaries, but I expected other people to not have them either. It just, it never really worked. And I don't remember who told me this, but they basically said, if you don't have any of your own boundaries, how can you possibly expect other people to respect you? They don't know who you are. 
Like they don't know how to respect any of your limits because you don't have any. I used to give everything. I had no respect for myself and I had very little idea of who I was without this other person. And so I would always go that extra mile and I would be so disappointed and hurt and furious when they did not do the same thing. And it just did not lead to me lacking boundaries for myself. It also led to the fact that I had no respect for other people's boundaries because I did not know that that was a healthy thing to have. When I was younger, I the idea of having boundaries or respecting other people's boundaries was just, I never even thought about it. It wasn't something I even cared about. So I would oftentimes not really care about what another person's boundaries would be, even if I cared about that person. And I just never set any for myself. And it wasn't until I had a friend who... I was yelling at because she hurt my feelings and I was like really going in because that's how I would deal with people who, who hurt me is I would just yell at you. And so at one point she just stopped me and she's like, I'm not going to talk to you until you stop yelling at me. And that like, that just hit me, you know, and I'd never had anyone respectfully say something like that to me. And so I think that was like the starting point of me understanding that I need to respect other people and their boundaries and what they will and won't put up with, you know, and it's not like I automatically changed everything overnight, but I did start to understand that how I treat people like matters. But even then, like for the following years, I didn't have boundaries for myself, but I I did learn how to respect other people's boundaries. And so it wasn't until it kind of clicked for me one day that people set boundaries and it makes things better. So maybe I should start doing that for myself. A couple of you have brought up this point that um, especially like what you were saying, Madurma, about like feeling resentment when other people set boundaries. I honestly sometimes still kind of struggle with this feeling of like when someone's setting a boundary with me, it means I'm doing something horrible and that they don't like me or they don't want to be my friend anymore, right? Um, So like, I'll give an example uh, with my partner. I'm the type of person, like if we get into a discussion or conflict or anything, I want to just, I'm like, I want to like lay it all out. Let's process it. Let's talk about it. My partner is a person who needs a lot of space to process things. He's very much an internal processor and he takes his time. And sometimes like he needs to like sleep on it, which like is absolutely (laughs) infuriating for me sometimes. Right. And so like one thing that I struggle with with respecting boundaries is being able to just kind of hold that like this is a this is a thing this person is needing. It doesn't necessarily mean anything bad about me. And it also shows a certain level of trust and respect when someone sets a boundary with me because it means they trust me enough to set a boundary and like have some expectation that I'm like trustworthy enough and care about them enough to like hear it and respond to it. So that's been a thing that, like I said, I'm still kind of learning to work through with boundaries is being like, this is a good thing. Like I find that the longer my partner and I've been together, the more and more boundaries and limits we set with each other. Cause it's just like, Oh, I, I really care about you enough. And I trust you enough now to be like, Hey, I thought things actually not. Okay. Um, so that's a thing I'm working through always still. Yeah, it's so interesting because I feel like it's something also that I'm still 
working for you as well. So coming on the episode, I was like, oh my God, I don't know. <laughs> um, but looking back, I definitely have lost a lot of friendships um, around these issues of resentment and their boundaries and respecting those and then not having any for my own. And there's the, the, that massive discrepancy between what people lay out and then what your expectations are and then big difference that creates a lot of conflict and misunderstandings for sure. For me, there's a lot of impulsivity tied into this and just not stopping to think about what's actually going on. Because I remember in high school, I would often see something that I saw as a problem and would involve myself in it regardless if it was actually my business or not, I had the hots for my best friend when we were growing up. And so I was really nasty to all of the guys who tried to date her. Like I would threaten to physically hurt them if they were to make her cry, but in, in a way that really didn't sound like a joke, you know, and it was not like who she chose to date was not actually my business. Um, but I didn't really think about it. And that created a lot of conflicts, not only between me and these people, but also between me and my my best friend and that that sort of behavior continued on throughout much of my life where you know someone would come to me with an issue and I would just immediately be like here's all the things you can do you should do what I think because I'm just going to solve this problem in my mind in those moments I thought I was helping them but I wasn't really and unfortunately because of all of that behavior I ended up getting to the point where when I was in a romantic relationship, I was in this one where it was on again, off again. And, and during one of the off periods, I remember it was the middle of the night going to the street outside their place and just screaming to force them to come to talk to me. When, at least in that moment, they were like, this is over. We're not together. This is done. I'm done. Goodbye. I was like, no, it's not. I'm going to scream until you freaking talk to me. And it's so embarrassing to to think back to that because it was, you know, I caused a public scene. Unfortunately, since I thought that's how other people should take it, I didn't have any boundaries myself. And especially in the earlier parts of recovery, I kind of flip-flopped the other direction. And instead of overly messing with other people's boundaries, I was like, I'm just going to do whatever people say. Because if I overwork myself, then they can't be disappointed in me anymore. Because I was so sick of using negative interactions as a way to try to control my sense of safety. I was like, I'm just going to use positive interactions. I'm going to be perfect and never make a mistake again. Too bad that doesn't work, typically. I know, right? I thought I thought <laughs> I had stumbled upon something. I was like, oh, <laughs> this is why the people pleasers do this. It gives you the illusion that you're controlling every interaction, but it really does not work. I end up either getting just burnt out or sometimes the thing that you do to people please doesn't actually please the other person. I have this story from my past relationship and the first part of that relationship, it was perfect. And it was just whatever, it was all a dream come true until as things happen with relationships is that reality kicked in and we both had lives and both of us needed to go back to our own schedule and work our way around the relationship while fitting this relationship and other relationships and the daily jobs and the process of the whole thing and this person was able to do this but I wasn't 
and I was feeling sad and disappointed that I am putting everything next. I am putting my education. I'm putting my job. I'm putting my family secondary to this relationship and I'm crossing all my lines and how are they not doing the same for me? And this means that they don't love me. I used to be so ashamed of the fact that I wanted attention in this way that I tried to not show it, but the resentment kept on building and it used to explode in a very unhealthy way. And that's when they said that, um, see, I cannot talk to you because I'm always scared of how you'll react. That's not a fair relationship. But the thing is, back then, it did not matter because I was like, I am giving up everything for you. And yet you're telling me that you are not receiving what you want from me because I don't have anything else to offer. But like you said, Zani, like sometimes what we are ready to offer, all the lines we're ready to cross does not mean that they want the same thing. And that does not mean in any kind of relationship that even though we are crossing all the lines, even though we are thinking that we are being the best version of ourselves to please the people, it does not mean that they'd necessarily be pleased with that because they don't need that. They just need like stronger lines and better communication. Well, one of the interesting things about that whole like, ah, oh, if we love each other, we have no boundaries. The reality is that just because you don't think you should have any boundaries doesn't mean that you don't actually have have any whenever resentment builds up because people keep disrespecting your personal space you know like I've had friends in the past where you know they would get a little bit too physically close to me I would be like oh this is fine like we're close friends we shouldn't have any boundaries but I would get resentful over time and eventually blow up at them just because I didn't admit to myself that there were things I didn't like didn't mean that they weren't there Part of what was so important for me in moving forwards was learning that I have to get to know myself and be willing to accept what some of those boundaries are so that I can communicate them to other people and avoid some of that resentment buildup because it doesn't do any good to anyone. I used to struggle with um, boundaries with like boyfriends and girlfriends and stuff who would make me mad. Like I remember one time um, someone was cheating on me and instead of just ending the relationship, I decided to tell the whole world, including his parents. And I gave them details of what he was doing and stuff, which was, oh, really embarrassing to think about now. But since I had no idea what boundaries even were, I guess that was my biggest challenge is just having any clue that I was not reacting in a healthy or productive way. What do you do when people challenge the validity of your boundaries or push back on whether or not it's okay to hold those? So this is where I use the broken record part of the DBT Deer Man skill, which is essentially if someone is kind of trying to divert attention from your boundary or question it or challenge it or like, you know, trying to basically like get you away from your goal of setting this boundary. Broken record is basically, uh, for those of you who grew up in the time past records, um, I assume most people listening to this know what a record is, but a, a broken record is when a record has a scratch 
it will just keep kind of playing the same part looping over and over again. So that's basically what we're doing with a broken record. We're just restating our boundary over and over again using words such as, I would still really appreciate if you could do this for me, or you can even validate the other person, but like, you know, say something like, I know maybe this is a change for you. And like, I really need this in order to have a relationship. But at the end of the day, if people struggle so much with you setting boundaries, there's only so much you can do to make it digestible for the other person or explain them or whatever, right? Um, so restating it and being clear, like, you know, sort of, it's okay to have your own reaction and this is my limit. Um, I think it kind of ties into the piece also of um, how do you deal with like other people's boundaries while advocating for your own? Because sometimes people will struggle with your boundaries and, you know, it's up to you to figure out how much space you're willing to give people to struggle with that. Um, and this is where I try to maintain the dialectics of this person can be confused or unsure how to navigate this or even upset or frustrated. And I still have the boundary, right? So like, it helps me not feel like, oh, if this person's like questioning it, that means I'm wrong. Helps me understand, like, maybe they're just having their own reaction. And, you know, it's my boundary. <laughs> I think a couple of things that come to mind. One is also being curious as to what is causing that reaction in the person. Like, it could be a misunderstanding initially. So that, you know, I would, I would offer that opportunity to be like, oh, what's makes you react in this way to this boundary like can we explore that can we have a conversation about it and then the other element which is something I learned as uh, an author so someone said to me when I published my first book was not everybody is your audience and so it's looking at who is this person that is really like invalidating or challenging your your boundary in some way and is it someone, you know, very close to you, someone who has a history of trusting and, and honoring you in, in lots of different ways? And there, and this maybe is a new boundary. So this is very different to if it's, it's someone you barely know or is completely outside of your circle and, and has this reaction, maybe even publicly. So, so really figuring out like, who is this person and are they in my audience in that sense? It's better for people to hate your cover if they're going to hate your books and they don't read it. <laughs> That's the audience point. So I think for me, one of the important things is in situations, especially where I know in advance that I'm going to set a boundary with someone, it's really important for me to consider what I do if they don't want to respect it. And I think it's important for me to be willing to make good on my boundaries. If that means if you continue to treat me in X, Y, and Z way, I am no longer going to be a part of this relationship and then be willing to walk out and then actually do it. Taking all the different moving parts of the relationship, my goals, the context into account is of course really, really important. But if I know that if somebody's going to challenge me on something, then it's not worth it to maintain that relationship, then I have to be willing to actually walk out and do that. Even though that's really hard, it's really important because one of the worst things that I can do for myself 
is claim that I have a boundary, but then not enforce it when people cross it. That's the thing with setting boundaries is you have to be strong enough to know what your boundary is. And you have to also know that not everyone will respect your boundary for whatever reason. Maybe they're just not able to, or maybe they just don't care enough to respect your boundary. So you have to um, prepare yourself for that. And you have to have the courage to enforce your boundary and stick with it and understand that not everyone is going to be okay with it. Not everyone will respect it. So you have to distance yourself or walk away or do whatever it is you need to do. So when I cut ties with my family member and I knew there would be a lot of consequences to that, there would be a lot of pain to that. I knew that I was doing the right thing. It taught me to have a lot of respect for myself because, and it just, it made me feel strong. Like sticking to that boundary and not letting them manipulate me into forgetting about it or just letting her bad behavior go. Um, yeah, it uh, sticking to your boundaries makes you realize how strong you can be. And that's a great thing. As somebody who tends to split a lot between enforcing boundaries and then like letting people walk all over them, there's the most important step for me when somebody challenges my boundary or has a difficult time accepting is is to practice the stop skill and pause for a while because my first reaction usually to people not understanding me is to go haywire and react that okay this is the red flag and this means we can never ever ever work out and that is a very harsh decision and a very cruel sentence so I think before making that decision, I just need to stop and like reassess the whole situation and then observe and just let myself calm down enough for the situation to let my rational mind get hold of itself. And so I can get back to the wise mind skill and then I can use it to understand where the other person is coming from and try to understand the dialectics, the two things can be true, like my point of view and my boundaries can be valid and their reason can also be valid. And if that does not work out, then maybe it's time to say goodbye. But like there's like a whole series of steps before that. So it's it's just a very, very quick reminder that I have to remind myself whenever I get into this conversation. How do you approach finding a balance between respecting other people's boundaries while still advocating for your own needs? Super, super challenging to um, do these two things at the same time. Um, recently, I so I quit my, my job and went freelance. And towards the end of my job, there was a conflict with my manager. And in a meeting, so it was like a one hour meeting um she completely lost her calm and which was a very out of character for her and uh, started yelling at me and obviously that is crossing a boundary for me that's not how you know to speak to me and even more so in the workplace and even more so with you know no valid reason um so in that moment i managed to say please can we speak in a different way and that's something I would have never done before so already that was okay one step and then the second step is that afterwards I decided to 
you know, what, what can I do to be loyal to myself, to honor myself in this moment? Again, a question I would have never asked myself even a few months before that. So on that side, I really honored my boundary and my needs of like, I cannot work in this environment. On the other side, I also felt I don't want to leave my job like, okay, bye, dropping it all out. And so I came back for the last two days and I managed to, on a very, very tight schedule, deliver all what was asked of me, the handover, all the notes, everything, tidy everything up. And therefore, honor her needs of like, you know, I need in her shoes as a manager, something that I can hand over to the next person that they can do excellent job. Um, so I thought that was quite a good example of like navigating those things. Um, but also, I don't want to give this impression of like, yeah, like I so did this like through the whole time. I was going through like such high level of anxiety and anger and sadness. There was a lot of grief from like having to put up this boundary and, and still feeling the need to compromise at the same time. So it is a really hard exercise, I think. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When it comes to respecting other people's boundaries and holding on to mine as well, I think it's best to meet people where they are. And so to try to have compassion for who they are and what their what their boundaries are. As I've said previously, I, I had to cut off a family member a few years ago. And there's someone else in my life who I think just really wants us all to be a big, happy family again. And I understand where they're coming from because I know how important that is to them. But they continue to bring up the family member that I cut off. And at first I used to get really upset and I used to get really mad. And then I understood they're doing this because this is their way of, of hopefully solving a, what they see as a problem. And they aren't doing it to hurt me or to disrespect a boundary but I also have a firm boundary of how much is too much. So if they were to like, you know, maybe invite that person over when they knew I was coming over, that would be a huge line that they crossed. And then I would have to decide what I wanted to do about that. So it's best to just understand what another person's intentions might be um, as far as setting your own boundaries, like maybe having a little bit of wiggle room if that's what is okay with you. But, you know, if, a few years ago, like once I cut that person off, I realized how important it is 
and why it's so important to respect other people's boundaries because you're showing them that you respect them, you care about them, and you don't want to upset them. For me, I think the balance between respecting other people's boundaries and and my own needs comes with really recognizing what I'm willing to compromise on and what I'm really not willing to compromise on. And so that's sort of the whole limits versus boundaries thing. Like, is this a hard, rigid boundary or is this a, a, a limit? And, and some of it's not just willingness, but capability. So the best example that I have of this is that I was working as a contractor for someone in their shop. And as a contractor, that meant that I got to decide how I worked, when I worked, and where I worked. And I chose to work in the shop because it was a little bit easier for me to be in work mode if I was sort of in a workspace. My way of working is a little bit chaotic. I have ADHD, and so there are moments where it kind of seems like I'm not doing very much because I'm kind of gearing up to putting all my energy into something. The woman who had hired me for this contract she could not stand to watch me work that way. It gave her a lot of anxiety to see me appear to sort of play around and then rushing at the last second to get things done. And she really wanted me to work in a more paced and regimented way. And we got into what turned into an argument because she was really trying to force me to fit this mold. And I had to sort of sit down with myself and go, I don't think I'm actually capable of doing what she wants me to do. I just don't work that way. And if I try to force myself to fit into this mold, I'm going to be miserable. I'm more likely to be resentful and lash out at her even more. So I took all my stuff and I, and I quit. I doubt that she would see the situation the same way, but that was how I could best respect her boundary was by saying, you know what? I'm not able to do what you want me to do in the way you want me to do it. And so in order to respect that and take care of myself, I'm going to move on. So can you share any practical tips or advice for listeners who may be struggling with boundaries in their own recovery? The thing that I often tell clients and that's helpful for myself is to think of boundaries as like a muscle. I think because boundaries is like this word that's like such a, a popular word right now, it leaves us with this feeling like I have to be a boss bitch, kind of boss bitch mentality. When like that's for one, um, not always the most effective way for people, you know, everyone has their own way of setting boundaries. And also it's really hard if you're somebody who struggles with people pleasing to sort of like take a 180 and just be like, I have boundaries with everything. So I like to say like, it's the same as like going to a gym. You're not just going to walk into the gym and like bench 350 just because, right? Like it's something you have to work on. So like what is a what is like a limit that you're noticing in your life that's like a small thing that you can start with and like work your way up towards like setting those those harder boundaries. You know, it's okay if it's hard and like, you know, take a strategic approach to figuring out how to make it easier for you. My advice for people who maybe are struggling with setting boundaries is to think of the outcome of what could happen. So one, I mean, think of any negative outcomes you might have, um, but also like think of the positive things that come from setting a boundary. You're going to be so much happier. And 
it will get easier <clears throat> in time. And as far as like respecting other people's boundaries, I know that can be really hard, especially in the heat of the moment, it's hard to respect their boundary. But by respecting other people's boundaries, you're showing someone that you care about, that you respect them. So just kind of remind yourself why it's important to respect other people's boundaries as well. I think for somebody who is just starting off like for the first time on the concept of boundary, I think the first step that is very important is to get in, get in touch with yourself to understand what you want, what you need in life. Like you need to listen to yourself more, both mind and body, and then decide what works for you and what doesn't. Because once I got a hold on what worked for me and what didn't, it became a lot easier to understand what I needed others to respect, which lines I needed to create or to make so that the people around me don't get across them. Because if we don't define our lines in the first place, then how do we expect people to respect them, right? The first thing I would say is uh, starting with questions. First, with ourselves, what does being loyal to myself feels and look like in this moment? And also then to others, like, do you have the bandwidth right now for X, Y, and Z um, before sharing a full trauma story, for example? So starting with questions. The second thing is setting boundaries early, explaining the reasons if you're comfortable to do that and reinforcing them, being prepared to reinforce them. And the final thing is to not see a boundary as something negative, whether it's because we're putting it out or because we're receiving it and we think, oh, this is negative feedback. This means I did something wrong or I'm doing something wrong or something like that. But actually to see them as a gift for the relationship in the long term that is going to make it more effective, more enjoyable, and that we're going to be more respectful both ways. Well, thank you everyone so much for watching. I hope you got a nugget of wisdom to take with you on your journey. Make sure to like, subscribe, and turn on your notifications so you do not miss a single episode. We have extra bonus content about boundaries coming out on Friday and then a brand new topic this time next week. So we'll see you for that. Also, don't forget, we have merch like this. So check that out on our shop tab. If you like what you see, we've got a whole bunch of extras and bonus clips on our Patreon. We have behind the scenes, funny stuff, as well as extra little nuggets of wisdom that didn't make it into the episode. So consider supporting us. Links down below. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.